All right. Hey, this is Jordan Blade, and you are checking out Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. By this time, you should be calling me what everyone else has been calling me, their Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why this person can be found at Fight Pro, Invictus, Mission Pro, GCW, Beyond, PWM, Pizza Party Pro, PPW, and GSW. She is the ankle breaker, the submission sniper, the trap daddy, Jordan Blades. Hey, what's going on, my man? Yo, what is up? Man, I'm so hyped to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me, man. I just got home from the gym, uh, so I'm, I'm coming down from that adrenaline high, So, uh, so, uh, and I'm coming straight on here, so, so thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because uh, we have a mutual friend in Justin Del Rio who has his own show, uh, What Up Wrestler, and I saw you on his podcast and was like, I'm going to get her on the show one day, and it will be awesome. And we just <laughs> happened to cross paths at Fight, and I was yep. like, this is the opportunity I need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I just ran into Justin, um, I think that was the first time I met him in person uh, this past Sunday at Beyond. Uh, so, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, such a cool dude. I he's mad chill. I love I love like talking to him, and we we bullshit like all the time about like we run into similar wrestlers like all the time. And he obviously like being on the outside as a fan, like having his show one way, and then obviously like me having my show. But we always like we always cross paths where we're like, hey, do you want to come be on my podcast? Yeah, and I'll go be on yours. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so. Just right off the jump, the first question I'm going to ask you is, who is Jordan Blades? Man, so uh, Jordan Blade is someone who is unapologetically herself, a uh, queer uh, black female navigating uh, professional wrestling um, with, you know, just kind of bare bones um, being, again, herself uh, in this wrestling world. And and I fight for my family. Um, I fight for, for my wife, who is um, deployed right now, and our nine-year-old son, who looks up to the both of us. Um, hopefully, he does not want to be a professional wrestler. Uh, but <laughs> No, that would be cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, that that's who uh, Jordan Blade is uh, in a nutshell. Um, I am probably one of the toughest people you'll meet in this business um and that sounds very cocky but you have to have an air of confidence about you as long as you keep it humble yeah no, there's no doubt about that especially like in in this in this sport like to get to the top like you got to have a couple things about you one you have to have screws loose like just 100 yeah exactly because <laughs> it's not I, I laugh about it because even my trainer will tell me, he's like, dude, it's not natural to tell yourself, hey, I'm going to fall on this mat constantly and then get back up and then like pretend like it hurt more than it hurt, but know that it hurts. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's it. And and uh, you'll hear uh, veterans more. I mean, I don't even consider myself a veteran, but you'll hear, hear veterans say that it's kind of like going through a car crash at about thirty miles per hour. Yeah, 
I remember my I remember my mom was like uh she was joke she was talking with me and at one time I was trained to become a mixed martial artist and she was like once I told her I was becoming a professor she's like oh good you won't get hurt I was like I don't think you understand what you just said but you're gonna learn exactly (laughs) yes yeah people think uh we don't get hurt i mean we have our our bumps and bruises and things like that and things we kind of train through that are like you know normal you know aches and pains and nagging pains and things like that but like i broke my ankle um you know in a match so like you anything can happen and a lot of these things it doesn't have to be or a lot of these injuries rather it doesn't have to be you know, the high risk things you, I always go back to uh, the example when Neville, I think broke his ankle on, it might've been raw or something like that, doing a baseball slide. I mean, it doesn't always have to be the, uh, forget which one, one of the uh, Lucha brothers doesn't always have to be the Lucha brothers, you know, going through a table and, you know, dislocating his shoulder or his elbow or whatever it was. It's it's not like that. It's always on the simple stuff. Well, I mean, I share it with the, I've shared it so many times on the show. I tore my lower abdomen. I had a sports hernia doing a three quarter roll, and it's just the the littlest things that you just wouldn't expect, and it happens. And like, yeah. it, it's weird. But I'm just curious, like, how did you get into the sport, though? Yeah, so I started training in twenty. I have to think back now, uh, twenty fifteen, uh, which is the same year I graduated college. Um, I was rehabbing an ACL injury that I got. Um, not related to wrestling. I, I got it playing a different sport, and um, I was dealing with that injury and kind of some tendonitis and things like that. Um, for for two years, and um, you know, I it just kind of happened that it was my last day of uh, physical therapy because I was discharged because I wasn't having any, any more pain. I had got on my strength back. And um, the same day that I was discharged from physical therapy for my knee, it was the same day um, as uh, my first day of professional, uh, professional wrestling training, which was September 4th, 2015. Oh, nice. Well, what brought you into, what, what made you want to get in though? Man, uh, I've been a fan since about 12 years old, which is kind of like the, on the older side, then what you typically see, you know, people are like, you know, I, I started watching wrestling when I was three or four or something like that. Um, I started watching wrestling when I was 12. Um, a family friend, their brother um, was just watching SmackDown one day and I was watching it with them. And I was like, well, like, this is cool. And I just there was something there that I just couldn't like. um I guess, get rid of or whatever. So I had to continuously, you know, watch SmackDown. And at the time, that was the only wrestling that I knew of. And it was on um, Thursday nights at that time, I believe. So would religiously watch Thursday night SmackDown. And I think one time I might have been flipping channels and on a Monday and got to Raw. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Oh, my goodness, it's the same company. Um, so I was watching, religiously watch uh, Raw on Monday and SmackDown on, on Thursday. And then I might have been flipping channels maybe a couple of years later or something like that. It was 11 o'clock at night-ish. And I was like, what is Ring of Honor Wrestling? What is that? And so I, I clicked on that. And then me finding Ring of Honor was kind of my transition into uh, indie wrestling. Because I had no idea about indie wrestling. I only knew WWE at the time. Um, so once that kind of world was open, I was like, okay, hey, this is something that I can actually do and i knew like 
from the first time I saw it, I was like, I knew, okay, like I need to do this, but I didn't know a way to get there. So once I discovered Ring of Honor and then the Indies and then started doing more research, then I figured out, hey, there are wrestling schools. Some wrestling schools have their own um, independent wrestling promotion. Like they have, you know, monthly shows or whatever. And so that's, I just kind of did my research and that's how I got in. Um, I researched the school that I went to initially, Ground Zero Pro Wrestling, which is uh, now does not exist anymore. I probably I found them maybe in high school, college ish, and uh, I just like did a, a Google search and I found them, and they were 15 minutes away from my house. And uh, when I was a sophomore in college, I took my mom to go check it out with me because I was like, "Mom, you'll have to pay for it," but I, I promise I'll stick with it, which I always did with. Uh, most things growing up and um my mom went with me and i remember i got this 50 dollars off uh like your first month card that i kept with me in my wallet like all the time um and unfortunately i tore my acl i wasn't able to start training um back in i think it was 2013 or something like that um so then after i rehabbed i still had the card had the card for like two years it didn't expire and my first day of pro wrestling training, I gave him the card and he was like the the promoter, the owner or whatever. And he was surprised that I still had the card. It was it was beat up and, and all of this. But I still had that because I was like, I'm going to do this. Nice. That's crazy, though, because I feel like uh, 2012, well, 2013 for me, I had just got out of the military. So like traveling and stuff, always trying to find ways. Like I remember living in uh, in Georgia. Right. So I was in St. Mary's, Georgia. And I was trying to find my way into the sport as well, right? So I was looking for any way I can get in, and I didn't know anybody. And I was working at GameStop, and this one dude came in, and his name was Lance. And Lance was like, yeah, I'm a pro wrestler. I was like, how do I get involved? And he was just like, you don't want to get involved. I was like, (laughs) what? I was like, I legit asked a question. No, Lance. uh, (laughs) But... Then, then fast forward almost six years later, like, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who, well, let's not play around the bush. He, he, he was in a place where no one talks about where you got your start from. So anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, uh, I was like, yo, I was like, so I ended up meeting a random person who was like, well, let's get you to meet, you know, your trainer and next thing I know, like in January of 2020, I started and I was like, I just turned 30. I was like, I'm 30, I'm turning 35 this year, bro. Like, I think I'm a little aged past my, past my, you know, past my prime. And everybody's like, but DDP did at 36. I was like, I'm not DDP though. <laughs> that That is a special case, but I will say like, if you work hard, I mean, I'm sure everyone says this, but like you work hard, you know, you make the correct connections and you keep your head on straight. You don't get involved in stupid shit. Then like you shouldn't have a problem. Facts. And that's, that's the big thing for me. It's just like, I want to sit back and like, I have this, this cool ass show. Where I get to talk to people about all sorts of things, all things that they go through. So I, I think it's, it's very cool, but there's a perspective that I just want to get from you. Right. Because you are like one of the most sought after talents, right? Like, let's be real. Like you've been up and down the East coast, out towards the Midwest, into Texas. Right. And like for you being a black woman in this industry, like, what does that mean to you? And like, how do you keep 
the bar pushing forward as you keep progressing? Yeah, so I mean that means a lot to me, and and it's not lost on me the pull that I could have, um, you know, with with fans or with um, you know, uh, fans or um, sorry, young kids that you know look up to me and things like that, or will look up to me. Um, so that's that's always been very important to me. Um, and in order to keep the bar moving, I just need to you know, get in more places and also stay true to myself. I remember, um, I think I might've been coming back from my ankle injury. So this was about 2019 and I want, I needed to get new gear. And I remember just being like, okay, like I'm going to just bite the bullet and excuse me, get gear like, like Alexa bliss where like, it's like the shorts are very short and like the ass is almost out, which is like that's great for her. I'm not throwing any shade or whatever. Um, but I was like, in order to get booked more and to get noticed, like I need gear like that. And my wife was just like, You don't need that. Like you um like you have your own look and everything. You don't like if you really want to do it, like I'll support you, but you don't need that. Um and the gear actually ended up coming out like it didn't fit at all, but it was like longer than I wanted. And I actually like never used that gear. I was actually like really upset <laughs> about that. But um, my wife um, actually stayed up like the day before my like I came back from my ankle injury making um, my gear. Um, not the current gear that I have, but it was it was like the biker shorts and everything. And uh, I think that was the first time I had worn the biker shorts, and I was like, this feels natural. Um, so I, I almost went the the you know kind of ass hanging out uh route which again it's fine for whoever does that like no shade um i personally couldn't do it just because i'm very self-conscious and things like that um but i'm glad i went the route that i did and i'm I'm glad that i didn't like i guess for lack of a better term like sell myself out um to wear something that i thought would get me noticed more or more bookings um when that when that would not have been the case no, it's interesting because I feel like when I watch, like back in the day, right, let's be real, from like the 90s and even in the 2000s, like there were just like one type of like women's match that you were watching, right? And where now, like, and if you're looking through the indies and you're looking through like NWWE now too, right, and AEW, like there's such a diverse cast of like people, right? Before it was always like, you're the diva, go out there and just like hand slap and then, you know, roll each other up. And that's how you get your three count. Now we're seeing like, the evo- I don't want to call it the evolution because it's no longer like an evolution. It's just this giant magnet of like awesomeness that just attracts everybody to it. And it's like, it's cool to watch people like, like a Sasha Banks or, uh, or Alexa Bliss, right? Or you look at Dr. Britt Baker, or you look at yourself or you look at Trisha Dora, right? You see like these monsters who are just taking over the industry. And it's like, y'all tell like such great stories with so not them knocking the guys, but with some intensity that like cannot be matched. <laughs> and I just, I get hyped watching women's wrestling. And I'm just like, this is what like the nineties wrestling is equivalent to what this is and more, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, well, thank you. And I, I appreciate that. And I mean, I will, I'll put Trish over like, <laughs> I mean, every, every day. Cause she's just uh, phenomenal. So, and I will say when you said Dr. Britt Brit, Brit Baker, you forgot the D M D 
I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love her. I'm a fan. So I have I'm a fan at heart. So but are we all are we all really just fans like we really like I think I heard it from uh Gilbert right I was doing a seminar I was taking one of his seminars and uh he said that he was like listen like we're all marks in this business otherwise we wouldn't be in this business he's like so be a mark he's like be professional but be a mark he's like that's who you are (laughs) yeah exactly I mean I was having this conversation with somebody that I I hate when wrestlers or people in the business use the term mark as a derogatory term because like you said i mean we and i say this all the time we are all marks because like if we weren't fans of this like we wouldn't be in this business and we, we have to be fans to be in this business because sometimes this business is so soul-sucking but um yeah i don't i typically don't like it when when wrestlers call fans marks or smarks or whatever again in a derogatory sense because then what were you at 10 years old what were you at six years old right so i i I appreciate it when people tell me they're like well you're such a mark i was like yes i am 100 (laughs) percent i don't care again i mean what gilbert gilbert said like be professional i've been in locker rooms with um you know Mercedes Martinez and um I think like Diana Perrazzo and like I am fans of their work but I I don't go up to them and, and I'm fangirling or anything that's that's <laughs> yeah exactly like that's crazy um not crazy but like that's 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 weird and like we're all at work and we're all here to be professional um so there there's a fine line there but i was having a conversation with mercedes martinez at a show that we were on the same show together back in december and we just had a normal conversation i you know and she came up to me um and started having a conversation with me um and yeah i was like stoked that i'm having a conversation with mercedes martinez but i'm also talking to her like a regular person so facts so i'm curious like uh seeing how we all have taken them i just want to know what's the worst bump you've taken oh my god <laughs> um, god what is the worst bump i've taken they're definitely there i so the two that come to mind I'm trying to think the two that come to mind um eel and i or it might have been Eel and I, or Eel, Trish and I, I can't remember. We wrestled Shook Crew at Beyond Wrestling. And they do this, like, I guess it's kind of like a doomsday device, or maybe it is It's just straight up a doomsday device, where the person is on Bryce's shoulders, and Bryce is six foot ten. He's not really six foot ten, but he's very tall. And then Bobby Orlando climbs to the top rope and, you know, does the clothesline or whatever. So it's like an electric chair into a clothesline. But I'm scared of heights. And I get up on Bryce's shoulder and I'm like, please get me down. I mean, there's only one way down. So that probably sucked. I didn't land on my neck or anything, but I was just scared of heights. So I was like, shit. Uh, so that was bad. And then surprisingly, so I had a, my match against Para at Effie's Big Gay Brunch. Um, God, when was that? August of last year or something like that? Uh, September? in Chicago and everything else was fine. He threw me through chairs. He threw me through a door. He, he like hit me with, I think he hit me with a chair. Um, all that was fine. The one bump 
I think I posted this maybe to my Instagram. The one bump that sucked was the choke slam right before he threw me through the door because if you look closely, I land on my shoulder. Mm. That, that fucking sucked. I had like shoulder issues for uh, maybe like three or four weeks, not long. It's fine now, but it was like sprained a little bit. So like the choke slam, I land like directly on my shoulder and that shit hurt. And then he threw me through a door, which is fine. But it was that choke slam that sucked. You know, it's 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 weird, like how nonchalant, like you say, like yeah, he threw me through a door. It was fine. <laughs> like you know, and I, it, too. <laughs> it's, well, because like I know what that feels like, and I'm like, yeah, like I've been thrown through a door, I've had tables, but it's like the one, like it's just like the littlest bump that you take, and you're just like, yeah, no, that right. sucks horribly. Yeah. But to like the average person, if you were like, yeah, I got thrown through a door, they're gonna be like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, walked away from it like no problem <laughs> right yeah exactly i was telling people the week that i uh wrestled akira that term that terminal combat um rules match from paradigm a couple weeks ago yeah. that was out of everything i did that week that was like the the place where i got hurt the least i had wwr plus on sunday where riley shepherd kicked me in the jaw and my bite was off and my jaw hurt for like a couple like two weeks and then um I was in jujitsu on Wednesday or that Wednesday or Thursday and my coach wanted to drill something and he inverted and he rolled over my foot and you could hear every crack and pop. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> if nothing was broken or, or sprained, but that, that shit still hurts. It's still giving me a little bit of issues because I'm not resting it like I should. Um, and then I go have that match with Akira where he death Valley drivers me onto some chairs and power bombs me through a door. And um, I, the, the, Worst that I got was like a little cut on my elbow. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, well then, like let's let's switch let's switch the gear though. So, having all that stuff happen, what's the hardest you've ever been hit? I just haven't hit. I've definitely been hit hard. I'm trying to think. Oh my goodness, why can't I like? Remember, I will say that women hit the hardest. They hit harder than, than the men because I think the men are scared to hit women. Um, so I'm not saying all, so please don't please don't use me as a test dummy. No, yeah, there you go. Um, oh my god, I can't even think. Uh, Should D has some hard forearms. So should D... Masha hits hard. In a good way. No, oh, that okay, never mind. I don't know how I I don't know how I forgot her because I wrestled her six times. Janai Kai. Okay. <laughs> Janai Kai's Janai Kai's kicks every single time. And I'm not complaining because I love it, but every single time I wrestle her, I come away with some bruises. Every time <laughs> every time. Doesn't fail. I I don't complain because I love it, but um Every single time. <laughs> well, I was recently oh, I in a match. Her. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I was like in a match recently, and I, uh, I totally put his name out there. It's fine, TJ. Hi. Uh, but what ended up happening was like he like act like he like you know he hit me with a throw chop, and like I was selling it, and apparently he thought I was gonna take a step back, but instead like I took a step forward because I leaned in. So Ooh. to get me back, he just 
pow, <laughs> it just hit me. But I didn't feel it. <laughs> I didn't feel it. So straight up clocked you. Okay. <laughs> I go to the back and I was like, you know, I'm like changing and stuff. And I blink and I was like, why is my eye hurt? And I was like, what happened? He goes, yeah, man, 100%, my bad. Uh, yeah, I just punched you. <laughs> yeah, just straight up, just straight up punch. <laughs> Okay, well, that's one way to get somebody back. I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, appreciate it? Like, I don't right. know where this goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and it's super fun to work with, though. One of my favorite, actually, to be fair, he was my 2022 number one worker. First, I wanted to work, and I got to actually work. And so I was super hyped about it and super honored to be in the same ring as TJ Sykes. Um, oh, yeah. So, He's yeah. good. He's the man. Uh, he does too. So we got to talk about it, right? So when you get done with the match, because this is something I, I definitely love talking about. So when you get done with the match, you get done with the show, what's that post-match meal, post-match snack you got to get into? Oh, my goodness. Probably, God, it, I don't even have, like, a normal one. Probably just anything I can get my hands on. Well, okay, maybe not anything. Um, I know after Paradigm, we always go to Waffle House, like always, because that's always like the only thing that's open that's nearby, because these Paradigm shows usually end at like midnight or one o'clock. <laughs> Gary looking at you. <laughs> um, so like whenever I'm out there, that's usually the post, the post-match meal, but I don't really have like a go-to like post-match snacker meal. I probably should, but I don't. I feel like most wrestlers do, but I don't. I, I'll be honest. Like I was, uh, I was sitting at a couple of different shows, right? So I've been at like EWA or at like HWF, and I call them my anxiety controllers. I just have like a bag of gummy bears, and I'm just like <laughs> eating gummy bears for my pre-show. Yes, I had gummy bears this past weekend. So yeah, I will say, like when I'm on the way to shows. Like, definitely an energy drink. I mean, it just, it is what it is. Um, and then some that like almonds or cashews or something like that. So I always have to, have, I have to have something sweet and something salty. I don't like them both together. Like, I don't like ch- chocolate covered pretzels or anything like that. I, I have to have them separate. Call me a child. I don't know. Whatever. I don't care. But I can't have them together. I just don't like them like that. Uh, so yeah, I always have to have something sweet and something salty. So. So like sometimes it's like nuts or pretz or like regular pretzels or something like that, and then sometimes it's like gummy bears. I always get a protein bar, um, but the sweet stuff is like like gummy bears or um, sometimes a protein bar because they're kind of sweet depending on the type. But yeah, always something sweet, always something salty, and an energy drink on the way up. Okay, bet. So I'm curious, like, what's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn in the wrestling sport? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, oh my goodness. Probably uh, oh my god. Probably to advocate for yourself because rest like professional wrestling likes to and this is like with a lot of like niche thing so it's not solely just in pro wrestling but I think pro wrestling tend like they have their 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 kind of unspoken rules 
and you know it's like hey you're not allowed to do this why i'm an independent contractor i'm not an employee like why am i not allowed to do this um like speak up for yourself because you're allowed to like literally no one can like no one can or should or should be allowed to keep you down like it kills me when promoters of these small indie wrestling promotions that also have schools if you wrestle for them they're like oh you can't wrestle at this other place simply because like they have beef with like the promoter or someone else who works there how you gonna tell me what to do i I don't work for you like i'm not your employee like i wrestle for you and like we have like this one rate but like there is no contract so it kills me that people want to kind of take advantage of people that don't know like that much in the business and like i know it seems like if you do like for that for example like if you do decide to go work for someone else it may seem like the end of the world and you don't you don't want to lose your spot or you don't want to like potentially like get blackballed or something like that like i promise unless you do something stupid but like I promise, like, you're not going to get blackballed, especially if it's, like, a promotion that, like, it's just, like, in your hometown and draws, like, 50 people. Like, I'm not trying to be shitty, but, like, it really does not matter in the grand scheme of things. And it's probably for the best that you start to separate yourself from that promotion anyway. Um, If they're going to talk to you like that, if they're going to treat you like that, if they're going to try to control you like that, because it's most likely not worth it. No, I like that. I like that. So, guys, advocate for yourself. It's important. (laughs) You have to. You're the only one that's going to. I mean, you'll make your friends along the way. And I've been fortunate enough to uh, make friends in this business that, you know, that I consider best friends now. Um, I am very, very close with um, Riley Shepard. I'm very close with Janai Kai, um, Trisha Dora, um, Delmi Exo. yeah, Sam Laterna. <laughs> um, so um, I've been fortunate enough to to meet a lot of, and obviously, you know, my tag team partner, Elo Neal, um, to meet a lot of cool people in this business, uh, people that I consider friends. Um, but that, that, that's probably the only, only thing that I would say, like, like make your friends in this business. Um, not everybody's your friend. Not everybody is meant to be a best friend. Not everyone's meant to be a close friend. You'll have your acquaintances and you'll have your close friends and you'll have your best friends or whatever, just like in real life. Um, but definitely make those friends in wrestling because um, it's it's definitely important. And I'm not even trying to say like, hey, like use them to get ahead. Don't do that. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's what networking is for. But like, like make your friends in this business because this business can get lonely. Um, it can get tiresome and you need those people that you can lean on and that understand the wrestling business. And we'll also tell you like straight up, like how it is like, Hey, why'd you do th- Why'd you do this in this match? Like, Hey, don't do that anymore because you know, X, Y, Z or because you look stupid or whatever. So, um, you know, definitely, definitely find your, definitely find your people in this business and whether that's a handful or whether that's a lot, it just kind of depends, but find your people in this business. Oh man. I love that too. That's actually, I was going to ask you like, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? But that's like hands down, like the best thing I've ever heard. Sorry for everybody else, all the other episodes, but that's great advice. Like just find your friends (laughs) and bounce your idea, find real friends who are going to tell you like, 
they're gonna be honest with you. They'll be maybe brutally honest, but they're gonna be honest with you about like what you're doing, and it's definitely important. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like Twitter's great. It's a great promotional tool, and I think wrestling fans now are like way way nicer. Um, and and things like that, like because wrestling used to be, especially back in the day, like in the locker room and stuff, very um, harsh, and you know, it's a lot of hazing and stuff going on. Um, but so Twitter can be a nice place as far as like, hey, like I loved your match, match was great, blah blah blah. But you have to look at it through two lenses. Like Twitter can be great, but it also cannot be great. And I'm not even just talking about like the hecklers and stuff on Twitter that will hate everything that you're doing um, or hate intergender wrestling or hate women's wrestling or whatever, what have you. You know, there there's times on Twitter where people would be like, oh, my goodness, that was a great match. And, you know, it was not a great match. <laughs> like, so you have to be able to decipher. And that's what those friends are for. Awesome. I like it. All right. So seeing how you have traveled around and you've been up and down and you've been all over this great state, I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. Um, oh, my goodness gracious. Do. This is very simple, but do clean up after yourself in the locker room. Uh, don't leave stuff around. That's not my don't. Um, don't. God, I'm trying to freaking think. I've been in pretty good locker rooms. Um, oh my God. Don't disappear when people ask for a ring set up or tear down. People have seen you all day and then you disappear when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's nobody's favorite thing to do. I get it, but it needs to be done. So more hands on deck, the better, the quicker you, you can get in and out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they tell you, like, they don't need your help, just find a way to help. Exactly. People are, people are always watching. So, so you, you definitely got to keep those, uh, keep those impressions up. So I want to talk about something it's coming up. Right. Um, and I think it might've already happened by the time this episode comes out. So probably not. I don't know. It's whenever I release it, but you are a part of something that I got to witness, like on a ground floor get built. Right. So March 26, you're going to be an Invictus. And you're going to be a part of that city open. And you're representing Team DC, you know, and sort of been out there with uh, Moses as well as Mr. Grimm. Me, I'm a Baltimore person myself. So, you know, I got to lock it down for the boys from the from the Baltimore city. But, yo, like, how excited are you to be a part of something like this massive? Because this card top to bottom is just ridiculously awesome. Yeah, so I'm looking at these teams, I'm like, damn, like, any of these teams could win, you know? Um, And this is, like, a really cool concept, too. I don't think, to my knowledge, that this has been done. 
Um, I have the memory of a goldfish, so I could definitely be wrong. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think this has been done before, um, especially in a, in a trio sense. So Invictus, I think, is really doing something very cool and innovative uh, with this um, eight-city eight open. I will say, because I, I had this thought when I was looking um, at the, the eight teams, I don't think you there's any other team – uh, on this or in this show rather that's more intimidating than team DC. Yeah. I mean, you know, people who know Mr. Graham, people who know yourself and people who know Moses, like, yeah, this just, it's just a force of people. You just kind of like, I'm not trying to talk to them. I'm just going to do like shimmy by. And hope they don't <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I mean like every single person, like in, Team DC is intimidating. Not just one, not just two, all three. Yeah. So I definitely, I, I was looking through it and I saw, and as everybody was getting their announcements and their names called up, and I was like, yo, this is, I was like, I hope they run this next year because uh, your boy definitely going to try to get a part of that team. And be like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> but those are really kind of like all my heavy, heavy hitting questions. So we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast questions. People ask, what's the first? Listen, it's right here. The Red Dogs power rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Jordan, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your answer is your answer. All right, let's go. All right. So we're going to put on the imagining timer for added pressure. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Mean Girls. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Marvel or DC? Ooh, I don't do comic books, so I'm so sorry my wife does. So I'm going to say Marvel just as throwing it out there. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Favorite color? Blue. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Favorite submission? Ah, ankle fuck. <laughs> a night owl or early bird? Early bird. Favorite podcast? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Favorite podcast? Um, uh, uh, Crime Junkie. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Trisha Dora. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> and last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word? Fuck. I just try, try to tell people, a good F-bomb is what you need in this life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bet. So those are all my questions. So the last thing I need from you, Jordan, just let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Hey, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jordan underscore Blade 92. You can also buy my merch. I have a What a Maneuver store, uh, What a Maneuver slash Jordan dash Blade. Um, and that's where you can find me. Um, I have a ton of dates coming up uh, within the next couple of weeks. I'm super excited. I have Paradigm this Friday. Um, I make my debut at Brie Combination Wrestling this Saturday, and I will myself and Eel will be at WWR Plus uh, this Sunday, taking on question mark because that hasn't been announced yet. Uh, and next Saturday, 
I will be um, at two shows. I have Invictus, the eight city open, uh, what we were just talking about next Saturday at 26. I also will be at Pro Wrestling Magic, take, Pro Wrestling Magic taking on Jay George, who is the understudy of Erica Lee, who is challenging me for my Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Championship. It's all going to be a blur, and I'm really excited. So hopefully I will see you guys at one of those shows. Bet. And there you have it. And like every good match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents the Now Ancient Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Murder, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You could call me your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, you see her right next to me. It's the incredibly talented, the trap daddy herself, Jordan Blade. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.